Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, we are back. Just a report on the soccer. We're now at the 47-minute mark. Still scoreless. USA and Netherlands, uh, 47 20, actually. So about just past halftime in that soccer game, eyes of the world on that. We are going to change the topic, though, and talk NBA basketball. We had a call on that in the last segment. Joining us right now, the owner of the Minnesota Timberwolves, said say good morning to Glenn Taylor. Glenn Taylor, let's talk about your new president. How do you like him? I like him very much. I like the work that he's doing, and I like the staff that he's putting around himself. Glenn, you guys in the free agent market, you signed a few. We don't know them very well. Did, did you want? Did you have higher expectations than that for the off season so far? Is this about what you thought? Well, I think uh, the only thing that didn't work out the way that we hoped, uh, you know, that we went after Russell and uh, thought that uh, that he was interested in us, only to find out that he had made a deal with Golden State. But other than that. Um, these are the type of players that we hope to uh, fill our bench with, uh, guys that have an, a big upside um, and that we can sign to contracts uh, and keep them around. When, when we called you last week, you weren't able to talk about uh, your number one draft choice, Jared Culver, but now that deal is complete. What can you tell us that uh, got you excited about moving up to draft him? Well, I think we just, uh, first of all, looked at where, we would draft that at number 11 and the players that were available. And there was a lot of players there that had potential, um, but probably didn't see them helping us immediately. And uh, we thought if we could move up to a higher level, that uh, in, in this case um, for um, Jared, that um, he could help us uh, more immediately. You have to go over the salary cap. Is signing top players? Well, we're over the we're over the cap, but we're not into the tax situation yet. Okay, what are your plans? You think you'll sign some more players? No, we're we're uh, right now. Uh, we probably have to sign two more players. Uh, one of them will either be Tyus Jones, or you know, which we're working on right now. Or, uh, you know, somebody that would play that uh, position. But I think we would like to have another guard. And then I think we would like to leave a spot open for somebody who earns it, um, you know, this this fall or will come in and, and play for, for it uh, and make it on the team. Glenn, obviously, Tyus has a restricted free agent, so he can, he can get an offer. You can match it. Does he have an offer? Or do you guys know where that's at right now? Well, uh, we're not quite sure. They indicated to us that they uh, may may have an offer, uh, but we can't, you know, verify it. So uh, we're kind of sitting here right now, uh, just in limbo, until either they show us they have one, 
or uh, or decide uh, make some other decision, I guess. Glenn, what kind of reports are you getting out of the the team that's playing in Las Vegas currently? Well, we just had one game. Uh, I watched it on TV, and I think I saw what everybody saw. We had a poor first half, and evidently we went in and at halftime and talked about defense because the guys came out and played a terrific second half, but uh, especially on defense. They just shut the other team down. They they were behind by 11, and they ended up winning by 10. Glenn, when you see what uh, the Clippers did by getting Leonard to come and George, et cetera, and uh, if you take yourself out of just the Timberwolves situation and trying to contend, uh, what have you seen in the NBA with these destination cities and these guys coming along? Has that proved to be a windfall for the league overall because of league ratings, et cetera, when you load up? Or uh, how does it strike at you as an owner? Well, it's, as uh, as an owner, I look at it two ways. It's, uh, we have appears to be more and more movement to the West, which uh, will make it more difficult for us mm-hmm. in our um, campaign you know, to, to win. Uh, but on the other hand, uh, I think all the movement and uh, the talk that goes on really extends the basketball season because uh, we do have a great following in all these trades and, and activity that's going on that I just think uh, heightens the interest in the NBA. Oh, Hi, are your people on your number one draft choice, Culver, and your number two from Washington? How high are they on them? Excuse me? He was asking how high is the organization on your number one and two draft choices? Well, I think we, we're pleased with both of them. Um, I think uh, Jared, we think, has the ability to play both defense and offense, and I, hopefully he would help us this year. The second... Uh, round draft choice. Uh, I don't know that we're counting on him helping us this, this year, but he certainly has the potential, and he'll certainly uh, be down in uh, Des Moines playing on that team, and then we'll just see how well he does down there. You know, Gerson Rosas uh, kind of got the, the assistant coaches he named more probably than Ryan did. What, what, what is the hierarchy there? What, what do you tell? Does Gerson kind of have all says or final decisions? How do he and Ryan work together? Well, on the coaches and stuff, uh, I know that they mutually agreed on these uh, these players. Um, Gerson has a has a, you know contacts too, and I think he's helping Ryan meet these guys, and Ryan's interviewing them. And and uh, in the long run, uh, you know, I've talked to both of them. Are you satisfied? And both of them have come back and say yes. These are the type of guys that I want, you know, on our team. So uh, as far as everything I've seen so far, the the they just work really close um, together in making decisions. Glenn, since we've been on the air, I got a text message. It says, is Scott Layden still with the Timberwolves? If not, where is he? Uh, Scott is with the Timberwolves, and he's working with Gerson on, uh, you know, I was there at the draft night. He was there and, uh, you know, helping him on uh, evaluate players. And uh, so, you know, he's on the staff, and we're trying to use him the best we can. Is Randy Whitman on your staff? No, Randy came in last year as a consultant. With the with the understanding, I asked him, ask him if you know, make sure that he fills out last year, and he was glad to do it and was very helpful. But he he didn't have any commitment this year, nor we to him. Glenn, how about the Lynx uh, play? They got a big win in Connecticut, where it's been impossible for anybody else to win. I think it just shows you the the 
the great coach that Cheryl is, that uh, we don't have one player from last year that's playing, and she had to go out and, and get, uh, you know, she got two players out of the draft, but the other players are just players that she signed or traded for and has worked up a team that's very competitive in the league. I mean, I, I just I can't uh, tell you how much I admire her work. Okay. So how's your season ticket sale going? I, well, it's just we're plugging away. We hope that uh, um, that uh, we can continue to get the people excited about our team this coming year, and uh, we ask our staff to go out there and keep working on it, and they're doing that. It's just it's just a working process. Glenn, appreciate it very much, Sid. Glenn Taylor, we'd love to give you a murder certificate, and thanks for giving us time to talk to him. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. All right, it's Glenn Taylor. We'll be back with open lines. Uh, take your phone calls. This is a good time to call us. Talk about Timberwolves, Twins, soccer, golf, all kinds of topics open to you. Uh, the phone numbers to call, you know, 651-989-9226. 989-9226. Phone lines wide open. This is one of those mornings people say, why don't you take more phone calls? We are taking your phone calls right now. Sports Huddle, Sid, Dave, and Mike. All right, we are back. Several phone lines open. If you want to call us now at 651-989-9226, that's what John and Fargo used to get a hold of us. Hi, John, what's on your mind? Extra inning games. How's the experiments in the minors doing to stop the you know the 20 inning games? And What do you already think about any solutions? Uh, the experiment of the minors, oh, yeah. uh, last uh, stats I saw in it, it's worked. Sh- there are not as many 15, 16, 17 inning games. You're still getting the extra inning games. What John's talking about is after the ninth inning, they place a runner on second base to start the inning. Uh, and that has cut down the, the number of extra inning games. Whether the majors would look at that, Mike, I, I don't know. But I hope not. I just Not my favorite rule. No, it just it seems so slow-pitch softballish or something like that. I, uh, I, yeah, I know it taxes you when you get to 18 and 17 inning games, but it also makes it fascinating, fascinating to see how you're going to, and you've got all these guys you can call up anytime you want. Uh, Latell had to run out from uh, East Coast to West Coast there just to, to get a couple outs the other night. But but I, I, I think that's what's cool about baseball is that, that you have to factor in all that. And you have to decide when to use pitchers and how many innings to pitch them. I, I think that's all part of what makes it fun. You know, you brought that up, Mike, but the Twins, in essence, have about a 29- or 30-man roster. Right. They have this continual cycle, yep. and I think they're using brilliantly. And it's not just the Twins, everybody in baseball. I, I'm one of those guys who looks at what used to be the disabled list, uh, moves, mm-hmm. transaction moves every day. That list used to be six, eight characters long. Yep. It's 25 and 30. Everybody's moving players back and forth. If you're in AAA and if you're Cole Stewart or Zach Littell, you're going to get chances to play. Yeah, and you stay ready. Absolutely. You, you know, and, and, and like we were talking to Thad last week, that's pretty interesting. As the game wore on, they, they almost uh, scratched, uh, was it uh, Shevler was going to pitch uh, uh, because they didn't know how many innings it was going to go and who they were going to need next as a starter. Well, and today they're using Gibson as an uh, an opener uh, yeah. because he's, he had that relief appearance. Apparently he volunteered. said, hey, I throw 30, 35 pitches in a bullpen. Let me throw him at the start of the game. Good for him. The one thing I'll say is remember a couple of years ago, a pitcher, he ended up going to the White Sox um, uh, left-hander. But anyway, he ended up coming back on two days rest, doing the team a favor, and he did it a couple of times. And then his season just went in the tank. So yeah. I, I do respect that these guys have to manage their bodies, et cetera, because they're making a living. But yet it's fun to see a gamer like Gibson say, just give me the ball, I'll get you what I can, Skip, you know? 
Got a text message uh, for us here. It says, if the Wolves were all in on Russell, what corresponding moves were in place to make the cap work to sign him? Well, uh, I think that was the hang-up. They, they couldn't make a deal because uh, they, had, they had a couple of players with big contracts that nobody wanted to take on. Well, plus, I mean, if Russell says he wants to go to Golden State, guess what? You know, he's not going to sign the contract and do a sign-and-trade until you, until you get him Golden State. And, and, and he, he needed some offers out there to get Golden State interested for sure. But I, I just never thought that the Wolves were in the game. Now, created a little bit of competition. Uh, we're going to take a break here. Uh, we'll uh, put the call out again for if you've got calls. This is a Sunday we've kind of set aside to test the market to see if people want to give us a call. If you want to do it, do it right now during the break. Otherwise, we've got a, another taped interview with the Twins ball player that we'll use. So we'll let you be the judge if you want to give us a call. The number is 651-989-9226. That's also the text number. And give us a call now. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to the Sports Auto with Sid, Dave, and Mike. All right, we are back. We're going to alternate some text messages and phone calls. You came through on the uh, phone calls. Let's go first to Steve in Maple Grove. Steve, what's on your mind? Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Good. Hey, it's an honor to be on with you guys, and especially with Sid. Um, hey, and Andrew Wiggins, I know it's been talked to death, but what do you? two things. What do you think his true value is? Obviously, overpaid at whatever, 28 or $30 million, but if you look at his stats and what he contributes, what kind of contract should a player like that get? That's my first question. Well, I mean, unfortunately, the NBA, a guy like that, um, uh, let's just say you, you turn the clock back and you look at, uh, he's still, <laughs> still going to get $15, 16000000 uh, I mean, if you look at his numbers, his numbers are pretty good. People just don't like the way he plays, and, and they'd like to see him in the fourth quarter be more of a presence. Uh, but, but he's still going to be up around 15, 16, 17 million just based on what he's done. Yeah, yeah, I mean, no, look I, at the point guard, I, 19 million. 19 million fatigue, so start yeah. there, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You had yeah. a second part of your question, Steve? The second part is so, what do you guys think are you know, the two things he needs to do to really increase his value to this game? The fourth quarter, be a player yeah. that can take over a game and, and, and have some offensive outbursts where he scores six or eight points in a row. And then I know this sounds strange, but his body language. It, it, uh, it, it, and I know this, is, and people will talk about this and blah, blah, blah. It's true in life. Uh, if he looks like he's really engaged all the time, it makes a difference. I don't know if you can teach that or not. I'd add defense to that, Maxie. Uh, I think he's got to step it up on defense. He's very athletic. He can do all the things, but he he disappears both offensively and defensively for six, seven minute stretches. You can't have that with your top played, paid player. And the other, but the other thing that was I found interesting was when Butler was here. How many times everybody thought Butler and this is a guy's marketed himself well. Many games, they put Wiggins on the guy that you'd think Butler was going to guard because Butler wasn't quick enough. So so some of that stuff, you can, you know, Butler sold it with I'm the tough guy, et cetera, That's so right. we all believed it. All right, uh, let's, uh, let's take a text message here and get Sid involved. Uh, Sid, there's a picture in the paper today. Uh, Dennis Anderson has a story about fishing. And there is a picture in the paper of you and Bud Grant wearing a University of Wisconsin T-shirt, which we could talk about. And if somebody says, did Sid catch any fish on that fishing expedition? Well, I used to go up with him a lot up at uh, Gordon, Wisconsin. Yeah. He, uh, he bought this land for nothing. Now it's worth a ton. He's, uh, eventually, his kids go up there all the time. Uh, he loves it up there. He spends a lot of time up there, he and Pat, and... Uh, 
that picture was taken many years ago when uh, no. he was at the university and we were going, going out a lot. Well, I hope he wasn't at the University of Minnesota when he's wearing that uh, Wisconsin T-shirt. Yeah. Now, the, the question was, did you catch any fish? We know that Bud probably caught fish, but we don't know much about you as a fisherman. Did you ever catch any fish? <laughs> no, he's not. I'm not a fisherman. I mean, he did all the fishing. He did everything. But he still goes up there and spends a lot of time in, up well, there. I would think fishing would be perfect for you, though, out in the boat. Just patience is the only thing. Absolutely quiet, quiet solitude of nature. Will not that sound like Sid? The other part of the mystery of this photo is Sid's relationship to the lady in between. Absolutely. Well, that's that's Long not explained. Speculated on. Long time yeah. ago. Uh, absolutely not understood. All right, where are we here? We've got uh, Jim. What's your question? A uh, baseball question for you guys, and I don't know if there's truth to this or not, but has the baseball changed in any type of significance with the seams or anything like that for this season and the MLB? I'll hang up and listen. Before we answer that, I just want to say the United States just went ahead 2-0 on a nice goal uh, up the middle. 68 minutes uh, past U.S. over Netherlands 2-0. Mike? Has the baseball changed? Yeah, sure tighter, has. Yeah, tighter seems flatter to it. Uh, jumps out. I mean, you can't miss it the way that thing juices the, the way that it carries out there. So, uh, somebody said that the what changed was where did I hear that? It was somebody from Major League Baseball saying that that, that now that Major League Baseball owns the company that produces baseballs, uh, they're more scientific about it. It's actually the balls are what they're supposed to be. That's their theory. Uh, because they've got it down to a science where it used to be that the core of it would move around a little bit, so every ball is a little bit different, and now they're consistent for whatever that's worth. And if you pick them up, you got to have really sensitive fingers to yeah. even find those seams. The seams are flat against the yeah. baseball. If you if you own or can find a 15- or 20-year-old baseball, there's no question about it. And the, I think the telling statistic is they started using these balls at AAA level, and home runs are up 50% in, in AAA. You need to take a break here. Uh, we've got another half an hour to go. If you want to get involved, this would be a good time to uh, give us a call. The number is 651-989-9226. We'll be hearing from at least one more twin during this half hour, but we'll take as many of your phone calls and text messages as we can get. So give us a call here during the breaks, 651-989-9226, as you listen to the Sports Huddle with Sid, Dave, and Mike. And now the end is near. All right, we are back for our final segment. So I can tell you, soccer, there's about a minute and 15 seconds in regulation to go. The USA is going to win. They lead the Netherlands 2-0. There'll be a little bit of extra time, but the, the American women are going to win. Sid, we have a text message here. I want to direct this to you. Somebody said, what roster moves will the Twins need to make if they want to be competitive in postseason play? Here's the thing. There's three closers right now pitching for Houston, pitching for Oakland, and pitching for Washington, all with ERAs around two-plus. All those players, all those closers were traded by Fahey and uh, to other teams. If they had Colby. Presley... I mean, right yeah. now, they'd be sitting on top of the world. Well, truth, I don't think Hendricks was traded by them. I think he was yeah. out of the organization yeah. long before that. they got to get a, a couple bullpen guys and at least one starter. I think Cleveland going to give him trouble. They go to their six and a head right now. Yep. 
11 and a half they were at one time. And I think Cleveland's going to give them trouble when they go there for a three-game surge. I think at that point, it'll be too late. I think they waited too long. <laughs> I don't think it's time. They got, six, they got all of July lead. left to make trades. <laughs> I think you're okay going into Cleveland next week. If you okay, but we made, a, we made a note of that. Now, Cleveland had a terrible loss during the week. They, they lost uh, one of their starters to leukemia. And that's yeah, a, Carlos Carrasco. Carrasco tough picture. story. Sid, go ahead. If they did it sooner, they would have a chance to catch an 11-point lead. They don't have the 11-point lead. Well, how come you didn't say that when we had Falvey on? How come you were so easy on Falvey? If you believe that strongly, you should have gone after Falvey and told him he's delinquent in his duties. They should have made that trade. I asked him if he was going to do anything. Well, yeah, very nicely. What did he say? (laughs) He said they're working on yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see if there's something. By the way, Brad Hand's going to another all-star game. Yes. And there's another guy. And, you know, when you talk about closers, I mean, there's a guy who started out as a starter like many of them yep. do. And, boy, did he find his niche once he got it. Okay. So, Here's the thing. Gibson's not pitching well right now. I disagree. I, 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 you're watching a different Gibson. Well. Oh, Who's well, not, who else? I didn't mean to interrupt you. Who else? Huh? Is, who else besides Gibson? I don't agree with you on Gibson, but you said who else isn't pitching well? Gibson hasn't pitched that well in recent starts. Okay. Well, oh, Rizzi's been a little bit up yeah. and down. I'll give There's, you that. Perez came back good. Well, in recent starts. Yeah. Well, and uh, Odesio. Odesio, I meant. Yeah. Odesio. Yeah, I, I said Odesio. Odesio's cousin. Yeah. Yeah. He's on a. On a He's got a blister. He's on uh, injured. But I'm just saying. No. I think we all agree. We'd like. If, if, a number one starter, a number two starter is, is at a premium right now for them to get. No question about it. And we ought to give him some credit on Michael Pineda. Mm-hmm. Uh, some, uh, somebody had a stat that he's been the most effective number five starter in the majors. I believe uh, this it because year. he's always in the sixth inning. Yeah, and interesting he's, you know, stat. Yeah, two, three runs he's given up, and he gives his team a chance. All right, we've got a bunch of callers. I didn't mean to ignore you guys. Who was uh, on there? Long, let's go long distance. Uh, Bill, go ahead. Yeah, good morning, guys. Morning, Bill. Uh, by the Twins, uh, Sano, he's really been taken off recently. What, what's what got him started? And he's hitting the ball, home runs. He's all over the field. He's playing great. Well, Mike, yeah, I, I, I think uh, you you interviewed part of what's going on. Sitting next to Cruz, I think, is rubbing off on him. And he's certainly – and let's give the batting coach some, some uh, credit on that. His knowledge and respect for the strike zone has changed dramatically since that period when he was down around 200. Uh, yeah, you know what? And you could make a case that then this would be the perfect time to trade him because his value is up again. It is. and uh, But he, he would bring a big return. Yep. Uh, who's next? Another – let's go – a couple more Twins questions. Let's go to Jeff in Glenwood next. Go ahead, Jeff. Yeah, good good morning, you guys. Uh, great job, you guys. And uh, my, my two questions are, uh, uh, do you think they'll re-sign uh, Corone and Scope and uh, Gonzalez and maybe even uh, Cruz? And then uh, I, I guess you kind of guys kind of talked about whether they're going to pick up another starting pitcher or a couple bullpen guys. And then, you know, the Twins aren't the only ones that have kind of, went, you know, fell off a little bit. Houston had a pretty decent yeah. lead too, and now they're yep. yeah, that's six, right, six or seven. So, well, let's get uh, Sid's you know. opinion on your first question. Sid, Sid, pay attention. What wh- he asked: Which of the free agents at the end of the year the Twins are likely to sign? A lot of those guys they signed who are doing well, they're only on a one-year contract. Which ones do you think they're going to try to extend? You think soon instead of waiting to the end of the season. 
when it'll be tough to sign those guys. I think they they got arbitration. They got a ton of them too. They got a problem at the end of the season. And then you got that thing you you brought up. Oh, about oh the that. Rule Five guys. Forty minute roster. Yeah, probably the best bunch of Rule Five eligible guys. I think they're going to package a number of those guys in a trade. I think that they're very valuable trade chips for them. This question was, which of the guys are they going to, uh, uh, you know, extend? Uh, for a while, I wasn't sure about Scope uh, because they've got other options at second base, but he's a pretty valuable player. So <laughs> he's I got mean, a couple of nice days. Here. Boy, just when you big start and to wonder, and hits the ball to the ballpark once in a while. I don't know. I don't know who you've got that you think would be better than him. You know, when you look at the, although they do have a lot of good players, and I think a lot of those guys would love to come back. I think they're very happy you're playing for Rocco Sid. They could trade a lot of those Rule Five free agents. That's, and they're not going to keep them anyway. No, no, I think they're going to. So I wouldn't be surprised at least three of them go. Get rid of them. Yeah, well, getting rid of them sounds a little uh, rough. All right, we've got one more <laughs> twin scholar here. Let's try to get him in. Yeah, we got time. Don in Roseville. Hey, Don, thanks for your call. What's on your mind? Yeah, thanks for taking the call. And incidentally, the women just won the. Uh, yeah, they won. Yeah, the we're watching, and yeah. you're right. Just finished two right. zero USA. Thank you. Go ahead. Program. So if this is a question that you already discussed, I apologize, but it's about Byron Buxton. Uh, he's obviously having a better year than last year, but he's still batting ninth in the order. I'm wondering why he's not moved up to first or second. He'd get an extra at-bat per game, and once he gets on the base, he creates trouble for the other team. I'll uh, hang up and listen to your opinion. Mike, you want to take a shot away? Don't tinker with happiness. Byron, I've talked to Byron many times this year, just talked to him the other day. He's, for the first time, really gotten a taste of what it feels like to be around a really good team every day. And the fact that he's batting ninth doesn't bother him because there's such a feel-good to this. He's comfortable where he's at. Address that after this year, but make that the least of your problems right now because think of it the other way. How about a pitcher? All of a sudden, you're getting down to seven, eight, and nine. Wait, Buxton's sitting there, and then I got the top of the order, and Kepler's right behind him. I, I think you just keep him there and let him play. Yeah, you got Scope sometimes. You got Gonzalez. Yep. I mean, what? What? If, or how about Castro, Scope, and Buxton? Go, oh my gosh, they're the seven, eight, and nine. Yeah, uh, hitters. Yeah, uh, Castro two home runs the other yeah. night from that spot. It's uh, it's I love the the lineup and I and I think it really reduces the pressure. Buxton has not reacted yep. that well to pressure in the past. I don't think he feels it in the ninth spot. He's very productive. Uh, he's often batting with runners on base and he's delivering. Did you see him there at second base when they against Oakland? He scored that run that ended up winning it. I mean, he looks like a wide receiver running the route. He's so <laughs> fast in about four strides. He's there. Yeah, he's and he hits the base right yep. in stride on the inside yep. part of the base. He is really a fine, fine base runner. Uh, okay, we're we're out of callers. Let me check uh, the roster moves. Uh, I think we pretty well handled most of the uh, your text messages. I want to thank our people. We we tried on purpose to open things up a little bit today. You responded with some good phone calls. Uh, just a reminder that uh, the golf championship, all the leaders are going to take the uh, the start teeing off shortly after noon. And uh, Mike, I think Glover moved up into it. Played in the he morning, did, he you know, but to, he's 15 holes into it, yeah, and yeah. so unless everybody else shoots uh, above par, uh, that's not going to hold out. He's not, not going to be there when it ends, I don't think. And uh, DeChambeau is there, and of course the two young guns, and uh, Troy Merritt is the other one, 13 under. He's got a shot. Keep an eye on that. I want to thank our guests today: Hollis Kavner, Billy Robertson, Derek Falvey, PJ Fleck, Jose Barrios. Rocco Baldelli, Nelson Cruz, Marwin Gonzalez. Thank you for your text messages and phone calls. We will do it all again next week, uh, although we've got a, come, a short week coming up with the Cleveland game. We'll check on that. You've been listening to the Sports Hello with Sid, Dave, and Mike.
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.